Welcome to Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And I am a professional writer and your resident lyricist. And I'm a professional musician and your resident composer. And, and together, together, we toss up a new song each week. Using a random music genre. And a random topic. That's right. Using our proprietary, patented, psychotropic, industrial strength salad spinner, we randomize over 500 music genres. And hit the random article button on Wikipedia to get our topic. Yeah. Tell our listeners what we did last week, Shannon. Last week, we wrote a hard bop song. Very difficult bop song. It was a truly uh, Olympian. No. What is it? Uh, Olympian? Olympic? Olympic feet? Is that, do people say that? I feel like Olympian is right. Is that what I want? Let me Google it. I think that's right. It was an Olympian feet, an Olympian bop. Hmm, interesting. So <laughs> this, is, this is not what I expected to find. Ah. An Olympian feet, the phrase, mm-hmm. is spelled F-E-T-E, not F-E-A-T, and its meaning is a feast fit for the gods. So I think we just use that phrase wrong. Oh, well, strike that from the record. This was not an Olympian bop. It was just hard. <laughs> uh, and we wrote it about, uh, oh, a very cool topic, Tajima's D. Yes. Which is a measure of uh, genetic biodiversity of expected versus observed in certain populations. You can go back to the episode and listen to the actual explanation because it's, it's a lot. It is a lot, but it was cool. And we actually learned something real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what's in store for us this week as we fire up the salad spinner to generate our genre and topic. Yeah, we might learn something new. Let's go. This week, we're writing a song in the style of... Gothic metal. About... About Guy Guy Fairy. I 100% thought I got the article for Guy Fieri. And was so excited, but this, oh, is, man. this is not Guy Fieri. This is Guy Fairy. Can you imagine if we had gotten Guy Fieri? I um, was so ready to do a yeah. deep dive into Guy Fieri. Yeah, we are, we're like one letter off from, from Guy, Guy Fieri here. Um, <laughs> what a bummer. Okay, but first, let's start with gothic metal, yeah? Gothic metal, yeah. Um, We've done a bunch of metal genres. We've done one goth genre, but we've never done gothic metal. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that like many of the metal genres, what's going to differentiate it is subject matter and probably yeah. like something about how fast the guitar's genting. Like that's exactly. Kind of like <laughs> <laughs> well, the first uh, first sentence of the Wikipedia article is gothic metal. Uh, is a fusion genre combining the heaviness of heavy metal with the dark atmospheres of gothic rock. And there is a lyrics section of the article. So bully for you. Thank God. That's my favorite. Okay. So I feel like we kind of know what we're walking into with gothic metal. Yeah. Probably some darkness. Yes. But let's see. um, So how metal and how goth is Guy Fairy? (laughs) Well... Guy Ferry was a United States diplomat and United Nations official 
who served as a State Department Foreign Service officer from 1954 to 1972 and as the Deputy Representative of the International Atomic Energy Agency to the United Nations from 1972 to 1983. Okay. That's the first sentence of his article. <laughs> okay. Uh, good for you, Guy. Sounds like you had a, uh, a busy life. Yeah. Important. Yes. Okay, so... First, we're going to learn more about gothic metal, yeah? Yeah. Let's go. Mm. Let's get gloomy. It's gloomy, but it's not all gloomy. Explain. <laughs> it's like the theme. Yes. Okay. So, so gothic metal... And we said it takes inspiration from like the dark atmosphere of gothic rock. But when we're talking about like gothic, just like as an aesthetic in general, <laughs> um, it like generally traces to like gothic literature and and gothic fiction and gothic yep. horror in this case. Yeah, I think that's what I usually think about with gothic is horror and uh, like gothic architecture. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, it's related somewhat to like romanticism in that it's like this sort of like furthest most extreme version of romanticism which is like um a kind of like mellow drama high stakes artistic movement um and romanticism also like i think we've talked about the sublime before on this podcast mm-hmm. um you know which is like the the kind of like indescribable feeling of awe or overwhelm or amazement that like takes you outside of yourself it's like a kind of sure. like, over overwhelming feeling um and so gothic is the kind of like even darker side of that that mixes horror and death and also romance but kind of all together like if you're thinking about um like books like um Mary Shelley's Frankenstein sure. or like Edgar Edgar Allan Poe is like another good like um guidepost for like this genre. Um Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, I was thinking Dracula. So it's the like it's dark and scary and there is always like an undercurrent of death, but also it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the whole thing. Yeah, so definitely the romantic side of this darkness is a huge part of this genre, both lyrically, like I'm sure you're going to talk about, and also musically, because in addition to heavy metal influences, which obviously make us think of distorted electric guitars and really deep sounding grungy kind of tones and like guttural vocals, there's an equal emphasis in gothic metal on epic sweeping orchestral sounds, these sort of like beautiful and haunting synthesizer textures, and also a lot of use of female vocals, which you don't find in a lot of other heavy metal genres. Right. Yeah, that was what was surprising to me about listening to these examples, that a lot of them have female vocalists, and also that they're not nearly as um, up-tempo as I expect like a lot of metal music to be. This connects to doom metal, which is a related genre, and we've done a doom metal episode. It was Pork Companion. So good. <laughs> and the hallmarks of doom metal include really, really slow, dirge-like tempos and like 
detuned guitars so that all the strings are much lower and plodding and thick and all the lyrical themes in doom metal are about death and uh like bodily functions and gore and things so gothic metal doesn't go that far and focuses more on uh you know the romantic side of darkness but (laughs) yeah they are related genres yeah, there's um like Scott's saying, it's the it's the the romantic side and and we don't even necessarily mean like the love story romantic side, though that is definitely like a part of it and like lost love is often a theme here, but romantic in the idea of it being like a romanticized and like attractive sort of lifestyle um in a way that's like overblown and melodramatic. So sexy vampires. Not- Sexy va- it's the sexy vampire aesthetic for whatever reason people want to date vampires. <laughs> I don't know. Um but I think that there's um so there's there's kind of like a split in the genre it seems like between bands who like really ed- uh go far into the like fantasy part of it and whose lyrics are like like I found one band um I think we're going to play this song The Theater of Siren by Theater of Tragedy. Um but it's like half of it's like in old English. <laughs> I love like, that. I love so that like, like folklore mysticism kind of aspect to the gothic stuff too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like there's literally a band called Théâtre des Vampires, like Theater of Vampires. So there's like one bands that are like playing really hard into the fantasy element and the horror element of it. And then there are also bands that are that have the same feel and like musical aesthetic, but are actually um talking about love, hate, passion, and pain in ways that are more personal and easily relatable. Definitely. But even when we're talking about the, like, gloomy, um, like, atmospheric fantasy background lyrics, they they come from, like, a place of talking about, like, treachery and pain and deceit and transgressions, and it's this, like, incredibly um, high emotion genre does that make sense (laughs) definitely yeah so speaking of high emotions and like dark romantic ideas let's start with an example from the band my dying bride (laughs) yes this is a song called your broken shore and you'll hear that this uh band uses violin and cello in addition to guitars bass drums and vocals Those strings definitely contribute to a more romantic feeling, right? Totally, totally. And still, like, kind of sad. Like, it it contributes to a melancholy feeling, too. Yes. Yeah. So My Dying Bride was one of the pioneers of this genre. They are a Northern English band. Um, Along with them, two other bands, Paradise Lost and Anathema, uh, are both considered the, like, founders of this genre and they uh, grew out of the gothic rock trend that was started 
by Black Sabbath in the 1970s. Um, And over the years, into the 80s and 90s is when this genre really started gaining popularity. uh, And that's when it kind of evolved out of just a rock aesthetic into this uh, broader range of using different instruments and focusing the style more specifically on the gothic side of the topics. And all three of those bands, not coincidentally, are British bands. Yes. Yes. So that kind of like started in Britain, though it has spread. And we um, there's like a couple even like Italian bands that they talk about, which I'm not I don't know that we talk a lot about like Italian musical groups on here. No, but I do know that in metal, you do find a lot of like Eastern European bands. You find Mm. a lot of um, Norwegian bands. You find a lot of uh, British bands. But yeah, Italy, we haven't really talked too much about in any genre, I don't think. Yeah. Aside from, we did one like folk song that ended up being based on like an Italian, My my Stinky City. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the only time we've really like dwelled on Italy on this show. And the uh the get that pope. <laughs> oh yeah, get that pope. <laughs> oh, get that pope is one of my favorite episodes. I love it. Uh anyway. Another example? Yeah, let's have another example. So here's one of those big 3 bands, uh Anathema with their song Lost Control and you'll hear that this features piano in addition to the rock band. If I could read you some lyrics from Lost Control. Please. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty short song lyrically. A, a lot of these songs have like long instrumental sections and then sections with lyrics when the lyrics come in. Right. Um, so uh, you'll, you'll see that it's not like the full song is not, does not have lyrics behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the song is almost six minutes long. It's pretty yeah, long. and there's not six minutes of lyrics here unless they were singing them very slowly. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm just going to read you. Uh, I'll read you the whole song. It's not that long. Here we go. Life has betrayed me once again. I accept that some things will never change. I've let your tiny minds magnify my agony, Ooh. and it's left me with a chemical dependency for sanity. Yes, I am falling. How much longer till I hit the ground? I can't tell you why I'm breaking down. Do you wonder why I prefer to be alone? Have I really lost control? I'm coming to an end. I've realized what I could have been. I can't sleep, so I take a breath and hide behind my bravest mask. I admit I've lost control. That's the whole song. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole wow. song. Wow. It also um, it rhymes a little bit, but like... A little, not- but you don't really think about the fact that it rhymes as you're hearing it. No, it's much more, it's much more like conversational. Um, yeah. But you can see it talking about exactly what we said, right? You know, like you've been betrayed. Um, everything is in agony. Um, your life is out of control. You prefer to be alone. You're hiding behind a mask. It's like, uh, it's so dramatic. I always think, <laughs> when I think goth nowadays, I think of 
the goth couple from Portlandia. Uh huh. And specifically about the episode when they have to buy a vacuum cleaner and go to Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear lyrics like that, I just like picture the the singer of Anathema like in that headspace. But then he also has to like call about his utility bill, <laughs> like yeah. you know, just like doing mundane things. <laughs> yes, he's at Bed Bath and Beyond, and he brings the vacuum up to the salesperson. He's like. Will this vacuum betray me in under twenty four months? <laughs> no, no, you have a warrant. You have the warranty, sir. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dependence chemically on your warranty. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad this song isn't about vacuums, huh? Yeah, would have been easy. <laughs> yep. Um, you also mentioned earlier the band Theater of Tragedy. Yeah. And their song, Siren. Um, Before we play it, let's talk about why this band is important to the genre. Okay. Uh, There is a sort of, not not really a sub-genre, but an aesthetic within gothic metal called Beauty of the Beast. And it doesn't have anything to do with the Disney movie. Damn it. Um, (laughs) But the idea of a band using the beauty and the beast aesthetic is that they're combining aggressive male vocals with clean female vocals. So you have the really dark guttural growling kind of vocal style that a lot of the men use in Gothic metal. And then usually a much lighter, uh, floaty, almost operatic sometimes, uh, female vocal aesthetic to contrast with it. And because of this, this is why I was saying gothic metal has uh, the most female singers of any metal genre, and it also tends to have the most female fans of any metal genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense when you think about like the like kind of uh, like the attractive, beautiful, romantic aspect of this, and having like an actually beautiful vocal line in there. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Cool. I like it. So yeah, Theater Tragedy was the first band to explore this, and here is a song of theirs called Siren. one that i mentioned like it kind of seems like half of this is in old english um so i'm just gonna read you like the first uh, the last stanza i think because it's like really kind of impossible um (laughs) mayhap lured by the scent of loat odd the fetid eft high back i moat for what (laughs) i did my soul (laughs) atrounced how i wish for thee again oh do believe me twasn't a frounce I will give it the <laughs> troth. <laughs> yeah, when I think gothic metal, I think the phrase "twasn't a frounce." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So it's not Middle English. Like I'm being, I'm exaggerating a bit. But it's like uh, I haven't heard most of those words before. No. <laughs> 
you may have been reminded of another band uh, by listening to that example and by me describing this Beauty and the Beast idea. The most commercially successful gothic metal band to use this Beauty and the Beast aesthetic was Evanescence. Naturally. With their song, Bring Me to Life. Here's a little bit just to remind you. But oh, yeah, sounds like seventh grade. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's really you know the band that sort of made this uh, this type of music take off into the mainstream. But they are oftentimes considered more like alternative rock um, or like you know light metal rather than you know gothic metal. So there's there's some people that say there's a little bit of a lack of authenticity there. Mm, I see. That's what always happens. Somebody deviates away from the genre and somebody else calls them a sellout. Yeah, but you can't deny the talent. (laughs) What are you talking about? They're a good band. They're really good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, should we go um, find out why Guy Fairy is not like Guy Fieri? Describe to me the ways <laughs> Guy Fairy is not Guy Fieri. Yeah. Uh, one more thing before we do that, though, I just do want to point out that we've mentioned some pretty amazing band names. Um, some other band names that I see on here are uh, things like Moonspell or mm. the the Old Tree or, or sorry, the Old Dead Tree, Grave Worm. The sins of thy beloved. So I think we yeah. should definitely come up with a good gothic metal band name this week. For too. sure. Let's and let's figure out what Mr. Fairy is all about and then figure out a very dramatic and silly way to name our band. All right, here we go. Here we go. Mm. Oh, Mr. Fairy. I would say he's different from Guy Fieri in many ways. Yes, um, but Google seems to not think so <laughs> because when I Googled him to try to get uh, like an image because there's no picture of him on oh. the Wikipedia article, Google was like, did you mean Guy Fieri? And now- People usually when, mean Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. How are you not talking about Guy Fieri right now? <laughs> but now I- and like if you put his full name into like Google image search, only images of Guy Fieri pop up. Wow. Even if you say Gaetano? No, I haven't Gaetano tried that Fieri? yet. Let's see. That Gaetano. was his full name, by the way. Okay. Yes. Uh I don't know. It's too I can't tell. Now there are a lot of pictures of Jesus. What is happening? <laughs> I I don't know. This is all this okay. all gotten very weird. Well um anyway. Anyway, let's talk about Guy. Yeah. So as I mentioned when I read the first sentence earlier, he was a uh, diplomat of the United States, even though he was born in Italy. Um, He and his family came to the United States from Italy when he was very young, and he 
ended up growing up in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. He joined the army. He was a sergeant serving in North Africa and Europe during World War II, and later was a captain in the Air Force Reserve. And then he went to Georgetown and Harvard and started his political career. Um, We mentioned he served as a State Department Foreign Service Officer and also as the Deputy Representative of the International Atomic Energy Agency, which, tell us about that a little bit, Shannon. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the IAEA, the International... (laughs) (laughs) That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Casually. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yes, going I'm, to I'm, the, I'm, I'm, meaning. <laughs> I'm the United Nations representative of the I, 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 and you have to be panicked when you say it like that <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, oh my goodness. So this organization was established in 1957. Uh, it's an international organization and it seeks to promote the peaceful use of nuclear energy and inhibit its use for military purposes, including nuclear weapons. So it's sort of a, I don't know that it's like akin to like nuclear disarmament organizations, but it's Mm -hmm. like trying to use it only for um, like positive and in the human interest instead of as uh, weapons. And in addition to serving as a representative on the IAI to the United (laughs) Nations, Um, he was also stationed at a bunch of different U.S. embassies during his um, – as a foreign service officer. So he was in Buenos Aires. He was in Saigon, South Vietnam, uh, Paraguay, and then uh, assignments in Washington, D.C. And his Wikipedia notes that he was fluent in English, Italian, Spanish, and French. I'm always so impressed by that. Well, it's all the romance languages. <sighs> Ooh, I see where you're going with this. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, that's not all of the romance languages, but um, I'm just saying, like, those are the the big ones. Well, the other romance languages are, like, words of affirmation. (laughs) Acts of service. Acts of service. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Um, And obviously, English is not a romance language. I know English is not a romance language. I just defaulted to English as, like, the basic language italian it spanish and french <laughs> yes italian spanish and french are all romance languages anyway uh what else he he lived in rye new york which is not too far from where i live uh hmm. and then uh retired to florida and he passed away in 1991 yeah sounds like he had a very long career yeah cool guy literally cool guy, guy. so other than the languages he spoke being romance languages, what else do you think we could draw from that connects to gothic metal? Mm, I mean, there's, you've got like war in there, right? He was in World War II. True. You've got like leaving your homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he immigrated as a, as a child. Um, I wonder if there's something about atomic energy that we could bring in or like... Mm, yeah, the scary, like the yeah, the um, the like possibility of annihilation hanging over your head and right. like working to neutralize that threat. Impending that sounds more nuclear like nuclear doom. Yeah, it sounds a little bit 
more like doom metal. But if right. we wrap in some of the other elements of like the kind of the the like romance and melodrama of it, we might get there. Yeah, he was married. He had a wife named uh, Teresa Bursley. Yes, two daughters. Um, and he had some sisters. Can we use that? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, think on that. I will. I'm going to put together my gothic metal band, and I think aesthetically I'm going mm-hmm. to do the Beauty and the Beast style, and I'm going to convince my wife to sing with me. Oh, my God. She doesn't know yes. yet. And I'm going to also instrumentally focus on the uh like epic orchestral kind of gothic metal so incorporating strings and piano in addition to the electric guitars cool i love that yeah Yeah. all right all right let's do it Mm. oh i i have lyrics did you go to a gothic place I went to a weird place. Okay. So I was trying to think about like how to introduce like some kind of drama into this story yeah. so that we can be like really melodramatic and have sure. some kind of like lost love betrayal story. I like that because it's not just like a list of sad things or a list of dark romantic things. You need like a story. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so I've decided that it's going to be like the the like um conflict is that Guy Ferry is leaving his love in order to serve on the IAEA. <laughs> and I think like and so the way that I've structured this, we we said we wanted to do it as a Beauty and the Beast song, right? Yeah. So I have the man um speaking first. Um and talking about how like he has to to leave and is like sad and broken up about it. And then there's like a little like interstitial like B section. So it's like there's an A section, a B section, A section, a B section. I'm yep. not sure that like one of them is really like a chorus, but we'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Um and so in the B section, you start to hear like the woman come in um singing IAA because oh I thought God. that would be like a fun thing to vocalize on. <laughs> And then the second the second A section is the woman who talks about how she is replacing him with another so soon. And right. I think you'll well, I'll just read it and you'll you'll find out the twist, the twist? at the end. Yeah. Okay. okay. So here is uh, the the man. The scent of death hangs in the air, my grim purpose before me. The memory of her soft voice, someone who once adored me. <laughs> Here I'll stay. And then the woman says, Peace the only way. And then we switch to the woman who says, He retreats into the mist upon my bed collapsing. Another guy I can't resist. Fried chicken nachos wafting. Fried chicken nachos? Because of... Oh no, she's in love with the Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh no. Twist. Twist. <laughs> so then so then the 
second B section becomes goodbye, Guy Fairy. And he says, wait for me, wait for me. Hello, Guy Fieri. And then the oh man sings, no, not Fieri. <laughs> 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 and then the ending line is the man who says, you've got the wrong guy. Oh, no. That's a, such a sad story. <laughs> she, she left him because he went to stop uh, nuclear proliferation and she left him for Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those fried chicken nachos. Gotta get the fried chicken nachos. Now, I love the world you've created in which um, it's so easy to fall for someone else when there's just one letter different in their name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, like it's Megan, j- Megan is going to leave me for a guy named Scott Washerman. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only quality that she'll love about him. I mean, it's an honest mistake. You know, yeah, yeah, like you true. can see, you can see how people do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to weave Guy Fieri into this. Uh, well, yeah, I think it just, it, it was going to be too straightforward. There's none of drama in this guy's life, at least according no. to his Wikipedia article. So I needed to introduce some drama. Always got to get Guy Fieri in there, you know, whenever you can. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, talk about the diplomat of Flavortown. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess he's the uh, the United Nations representative of Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, indeed. Beautiful work. Thank you. Tell me about your work. Uh, I have uh, exactly what I described earlier: uh, a dark, deep, distorted electric guitar. Here's that. dark deep distorted bass here's that love it uh some strings i've got like a string quartet going on here Ooh, very romantic very romantic here it is And some heavy drums. Heavy. That's it. All at a fairly slow tempo, but still with some energy behind it. I didn't want to go like too drudgy, dirgy with this. Yeah. Um, keep it romantic. And vocally, yeah, I will be the beast and Megan will be the beauty. I can't wait. Does she know yet? No. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to happen. Thanks, Megan. Today is also the day we're recording this, the uh, five-year anniversary of the day I proposed. Aww. Uh, So that'll be my gift to her today. (laughs) Making you sing. Ay, 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 (laughs) ay. This is what she signed up for. Yeah, really on brand. I, she can't mm-hmm. be surprised. Okay, what should we call this? Either, I mean, You've Got the Wrong Guy is like a good title. That's pretty good. It's not super gothy, but like it is accurate. It's accurate, and it's also good for our listeners uh, to see that title as the 
the name of the episode and not know what it's going to refer to <laughs> until the yes. twist comes. That's true. Um, yeah, I like You've Got the Wrong Guy. I think The Diplomat of Flavortown is also funny, but it's <laughs> not It's not as... Um, <laughs> it's not as... Uh, like really connected. Yeah, to... it doesn't quite fit. Yeah. yeah Let's go yeah. with you got the wrong guy. All right. I like you've got the wrong guy. Oh, we need a band name. Oh yeah. Hmm. Can't be fried chicken nachos. No. <laughs> um what if it was um nu- nuclear Yeah, it has to be like nuclear or something. Or, yeah. Uh, oh atomic mm-hmm. atomic uh sadness. Nuclear Divided nations. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. Let's go with that. Okay. Here is You've Got the Wrong Guy by Divided Nations. A gothic metal song. About Guy Fairy. Not Guy Fairy. By Shannon and Scott. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Tale as old as time. <laughs> just a true, just a real classic, right in the pocket, Beauty and the Beast narrative. Yeah, sometimes you got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> it did make me miss, like, I feel like there was a period of time, like back when we lived together a million years ago, Yep. where... There would just be like nothing else on TV other than. Do you remember we could like get to like some on demand content through right. like whatever tiny cable package we had? Uh huh. And I feel like we did watch Diners, Drive Ins, and Dives together. We did. We did. Because it was like one of the only things on. We also watched a lot of Iron Chef. A lot of Iron Chef. I think the thing about Diners, Drive Ins, and Dives is that Food Network puts it on for like days at a time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they just like they just anything like, else to air. <laughs> yeah, they just like plug in the diners, drive-ins, and dives machine, and they like all go on vacation. Exactly, it's easy. Yeah, just let it let it roll. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not my favorite show. 
No, it is not. But tangentially related, mm. there is a new season of Chef's Table on Netflix that is all barbecue. Yeah, we started watching it. The first episode is amazing with that older so woman in Texas. Good. Yeah, so she's good. incredible. That like 85-year-old lady in Texas who is like a pit ma- an incredible pit master. It was so delicious looking that Megan and I were like, is it weird to take a road trip to Texas for this barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> From the look of the episode, a lot of people do that, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I would do it. I recommend that, watching that. <laughs> okay. Wait, I have to recommend something now? You don't have to. What would you oh. like to? Uh, No. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find out more about us on songsaladpodcast.com. You can get to our whole back catalog there. We've, we often reference a lot of uh, old episodes as we talk about these new episodes and the yes. genres and topics we get um, because there have been 223 of them. Um, <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about when we say pork companion... Go check out those old episodes. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitter at Song Salad Cast or on Facebook, Song Salad Podcast dash the produce section. It's a group and not a page. That's where you want to be. Thank you to all of our Patreon donors. If you want to join that community, you can go to patreon.com slash song salad. And we did release a little bit of bonus content the other week with some incredibly important media recommendations from... Your two favorite idiots, <laughs> Shannon and Scott. <laughs> mostly from Shannon. <laughs> mostly mostly me going off about a, a dinosaur movie. Dinos, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. Until next week. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And this has been Song Salad. Eat. Eat. Your. Your. Fried chicken fried nachos. Chicken nachos. <laughs> Nailed it.